rapture is that time when Jesus is going to come back and all those baptized believers will be taken from the earth. They will be snatched away. They will be raptured away, taken out. The forces of gravity are going to yield and the righteous saints of God will disappear off of the face of the earth. Every righteous child of God who has been baptized in Jesus' name will disappear. Now there are those who don't agree and those who don't believe in a rapture. There are three different views that people have on the rapture. One is called pre-trib. That's those who believe that the rapture would take place before the tribulation period. There's a group that's called mid-trib. They believe that the rapture would take place in the middle of the tribulation. And then there's a group that's called post-trib who believe that the rapture will take place after the tribulation. But the Bible gives us a clear definition that that is a, is a pre-tribulation uh, view that the Bible gives, that the rapture will take place before the tribulation period. Now, what the tribulation period is, after all of the saints of God disappear off the face of the earth or not taken off the face of the earth, for seven years, the Lord is going to allow Satan to be the government official of this world. He will be in charge. He will rule the world. He will become the world leader. There will be no United States of America. There will be no Russia. It will be one world government that is ruled by one person, and that is Satan. In the midst of that seven years, Satan, for the first three and a half years, will make a peace treaty with the Jews. And in the middle of that three and a half years, he will break that peace treaty and have an anger against all Jews and try to kill them and wipe them off the face of the earth. But God doesn't want you to be left behind. So what God does is he gives warning signs before the rapture, before the church is taken. And he lays these warning signs out in the Bible so that you and I will get ourselves together before the actual rapture take place. Anybody know what an alarm is? What is an alarm? An alarm is a system that is designed to alert you that an event that is dangerous is about to take place. The alarm system is set up to go off not when a fire starts. I don't want an alarm. I don't know why they call it, a, some folk call it a fire alarm. But you don't need a fire alarm because a fire alarm means the fire has already started. You need a smoke detector. If you got a fire alarm, you're in trouble because if it's a fire and it alarms it when the fire, the house can be burning down. I want it to go off when it's smoke. Come on, y'all with me? Isn't that, isn't that what you want? I don't want a fire alarm. I want a smoke alarm or a smoke detector because the, the wonderful thing that God has set it up is that he allows smoke to come before the fire so that between the time the smoke goes between the time you smell the smoke and the fire started gives you a time period to get yourself together. Uh, for instance, uh, a burglar alarm, those are designed 
so that if a burglar is near, when he makes his movement, when he starts to moving, when he starts to making his activity, it beeps or go off to let you know he's here and get you an alert to do so. So what God has done, he has set an alarm system in the world's events. Are y'all listening to me? He has set an alarm system in the world's events and the things that will happen to alert us that the rapture is about to take place. Go with me to Zephaniah chapter 1. Zephaniah chapter 1 and verse 14. Zephaniah 1 and 14. All right? You with me? Now, he's letting us know that the, the, the rapture or the coming of the Lord is near. It's not here yet, but when you see these things, it's near. September the 11th, uh, I know we've all kind of kind of cooled down from it and kind of died down from it, but September the 11th was actually one of the warning systems or one of the alarms to let us know the rapture was about to take place. God had already predicted, he had already wrote it, and had already spelled it out in the Bible what was going to happen. If you look over in the book of Zephaniah chapter 1 and 14, the great day of the Lord is near. Now notice how he's saying it. He's letting you know the day has not come yet, but it's near. Now what's going to let me know it's near? It is near and hastening greatly. It means it's near and it's just about to come. Everybody got your Bible? You want to read this good. Even the voice of the day of the Lord, the voice, that means the trumpet, the blowing of God's coming, uh, the, uh, the blowing of the trumpet of the Lord. The mighty men shall cry there bitterly. The, uh, that day is a day of wrath, a day of trouble and distress, a day of wasteness, dissolution, uh, 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 a day of darkness and gloomness, a day of clouds and thick darkness. Now watch verse 16. A day of trumpets and alarm against the fence city and against the high towers. The Lord said it's going to be a, a day of trumpets and alarm against the fence city and the high towers. Now I want to keep this in mind. On September the 11th, there were three places that were actually hit. All right, one was the Pentagon, which is our defense system. That's the fence city. And then it says the high towers. Two towers was hit in the defense city. Isn't that kind of accurate? You got the two towers, the, the towers in New York, and then you have the fence city, the Pentagon, that was hit. Now notice well. And I will bring distress upon men. They shall walk like blind men. When all of the dust hit from those buildings, they were walking like blind men because they couldn't see because of the dust. Because they have sinned against the Lord, and their blood shall be poured out as dust, and their flesh as the dung. Neither, uh, neither their silver nor their gold shall be able to deliver them in the day of the Lord's wrath. But the whole land shall be devoured by fire of the jealousy, for he shall make even a speedy residue of all of them that dwell in the land. Now look at verse number uh, verse number, uh, chapter number 2 and verse 1. Now, he gives us this alarm system by the towers being attacked. Now, just to show, because somebody could read that and say, well, that could be any towers. That could be any, 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 any defense city. But now, how could a Bible that is written so many years ago have predicted this event in the same day? Two towers hit in a defense city. Now, God is going to get even more accurate because the engine wasn't created until the late 1800s or the early 1900s, the engine that we know today. There were no engines in the Bible, and especially in the Old Testament. But now, God's going to predict an airplane flying into towers. Go to Ezekiel chapter 27. Ezekiel 27. You got it? 
26 rather, Ezekiel 26 and 9. Because I want you to see that this is not just some reading and not something that we're conjuring up together, but this is actually accurate. 26 and 9 says, this is a prophecy by Ezekiel, and he set engines of war against the walls. That's the defense city. Engines. Everybody say engines. Now, engines of war against the walls, that's the defense city, that's the Pentagon, and with his axe he shall break down the towers. Now, what engine do you know can fly high enough to knock down a tower but an airplane? What engine do you know? They didn't have one back then. This is a prophecy. He says he's going to have engines in the air that's going to knock down towers like axes. Somebody ought to say praise the Lord. Come on, you got your Bible? So he's already predicting and already prophesying this stuff. Now, these are warnings or alarms to let us know that the rapture is about to take place. Now, if the fire, uh, uh, if, the, if the smoke detector goes off in your house and it gives you enough time, what do you do? You get out of there. You rush out before the fire starts. If these are alarm signs of the rapture, it's telling me to get my life together because the trumpet is blowing, the alarm is going off, and if the alarm is going off, I need to do something so I won't be left behind. Are y'all with me? Go with me quickly. Uh, to the book of Zephaniah, back to Zephaniah, chapter 2. Anybody familiar with what's going on in Israel right now? That there's a, the, the, the Jews are giving up the Gaza script. Look what God says in 2 and 1. Gather yourself together, ye gather together, O nations not desired, before the decree bring forth, before the day pass, as a chaff. Before the fierce anger of the Lord come upon you, he said, get ready before what happens. Get yourself together. Before the day of the Lord's anger come upon you, seek ye the Lord, all ye meek of the earth, which have wrought his judgment. Seek righteousness, seek meekness. It may be ye shall be hid in the day of God's anger. Somebody ought to say hallelujah. The rapture is a time where God's going to hide us from the destruction that's going on in his anger. Verse 4 says, for Gaza shall be forsaken. And Ashkelon, a desolation, they shall drive out Ashtar as a noonday, and the Ak and Akron shall be rooted up. So he talks about Gaza being forsaken right before the coming of the Lord. That's what's happening now. The Jews are leaving the Gaza script and forsaking it and giving it over uh, uh, unto the Palestinians. Are y'all with me, saints of God? These are signs of the coming of the Lord. Now, what's what's the next event that's about to happen? The next step that's about to happen is that of the rapture. That of the catching away of the saints of God. According to 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. Go with me to 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 if you will. Can you say hallelujah? And verse 13, it reads, But I would not have you to be ignorant, brother, concerning uh, them that are asleep, that ye sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord that we which are alive, now notice what he deals with two groups, we which are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. So Paul talks about two groups, the ones that are alive and remain, which is us that are living, and the ones that are asleep because there are a lot of saints who, 
who died earlier. A lot of saints who won't be alive when the Lord returns. They're in the grave. He says in verse 16, For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout and with the voice of an archangel and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first, and then we which were alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these sins. Now what's going to happen when the rapture take place? Everybody who is dead in Christ and who have died with the gift of the Holy Ghost, baptized in Jesus' name and in the truth, they're going to get out of their graves and be put on a new body. And the saints that are alive are actually going to be changed and we'll all be caught up together with the Lord in the air. God is going to actually come and snatch us out of this world. Can you say hallelujah? He's going to literally kidnap the church. Can you say hallelujah? He's going to literally take the church. Now, can you imagine what kind of day that's going to be? How many sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost, airplane pilots, uh, planes crashing everywhere because the pilots are missing out of the planes. Truckers and car drivers who are filled with the Holy Ghost are going to be snatched away. Cars just running in the cars. Trucks running in the trucks. Employers in an uproar because they're looking for people, praise the Lord, and they're missing in action. Can you say hallelujah? The day of the Lord is coming and the Lord is going to take his church out of here. Can you say praise the Lord? Can you put your hand together and give God a praise? Tell somebody I'm rapture ready. Tell them again I'm rapture ready. Now there are those who fight the teaching of the rapture. They fight the teaching that we believe in the rapture because some say the word rapture is not in the Bible. We use the terminology rapture, uh, word though the word itself rapture is not in the Bible, but the terminology caught up is in the Bible. And caught up means to be wrapped up or taken out. Can you say praise the Lord? In the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 12 and 4, I want you to understand there is a such thing as a rapture because Paul was raptured and caught up. 2 Corinthians 12 and 4, it is not expedient for me doubtless to glory. I will come to visions and revelations of the Lord. I knew a man in Christ above 14 years ago, rather in the body I cannot tell, or out of the body I cannot tell. God knoweth of such a one caught up unto the third heaven. Paul seems to have more of an in-depth and more of a mystery about the rapture of the church being caught away because Paul himself says one day the Lord called him out. God, he said, I can't tell whether I was in the body or out of the body, but one thing I know, the Lord carried me out of this world. Can you say praise the Lord? I think one of the problems that the church is experiencing today is the fact that we have heard so much and we have seen so much and we are so full of Hollywood. Hollywood will fool you. And Hollywood has so many special effects and so many things that have happened. It doesn't really click in our mind that there is really going to come a time where God is going to take his church away. That God is really going to rapture us out of here. And we don't live with the expectation that any time now that event could take place. We don't live with our mindset that right now while you're living, sinner, Jesus could come back. We don't take in our mindset because the Lord said it's going to happen in a moment in a twinkling of an eye. I think what has happened is that the alarms are going off. But if there is an alarm going off and your ears are deaf 
and you cannot hear, it doesn't affect you because you can't hear it. And I can have every alarm going off in the house. If you are a deaf man, you don't respond. And that's what Satan has done. Satan has the capacity of blinding your eyes or the capacity of deafening your ears. The alarms are going off, but there are too many of us in here. While the alarm is going off, our ears are stuck with wax that we can't see what's going on. That's how a drunkard can keep drinking when the Lord is so soon to come. That's how, praise the Lord, a sinner can keep living in sin when the Lord is so soon to come. It's because his ears are deafened. But praise the Lord, I want to turn up the alarm system this morning and tell you, get right and let's get ready to go home. Can you put your hand together and give God a praise? You ought to shout hallelujah. You ought to shout hallelujah. Can you put your hand together and say hallelujah? Look at somebody and tell them Jesus is soon to come. Come on, you ought to say it like you mean it. Tell them Jesus is soon to come. Hallelujah, hallelujah. In the book of Matthew chapter 24, Matthew chapter 24 and 36, Matthew 24 and 36. I want to show you how accurate the Lord was and how the Lord even knew. And I know there are a lot of people who will differ with me when it comes down to Amen. This terminology that I'm getting ready to go into. But God even saw that there would be a problem in the flight system. That there would be terror in flying in this day. Now there were no airplanes in the Bible time. In the Bible age. But in Matthew chapter 24 and 20. He said but pray ye that your flight be not in the winter neither on the seventh day, for then shall there be great tribulation. He talks about praying about the flight. Pray that your flight, are y'all with me, saints of God, that it not be in the winter. Uh, there is going to come such a dramatic change in the flighting system and the departing system. Are y'all with me? That he said it's going to take prayer just to travel. Are you with me, saints of God? Are you reading in your Bible with me? How accurate can God be? But in Matthew 24 and 36, he describes the event that's going to happen. But of the day and hour, no man know, nor not the angels in heaven, but my father only. But as the days of Noah, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man. I like that he said, as the days of Noah, so shall also be the coming of the Son of Man. It didn't just start raining in Noah's days. One thing about rain, and God used rain as a destruction. But one thing about rain, rain does not come without clouds. So everybody that was in Noah's days, even before the ark was complete, they saw the clouds coming and still didn't respond. It doesn't just start raining. The atmosphere gets different. The, 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 the sun is darkened. Clouds come and people still didn't respond. What did God mean as it was in the days of Noah? So shall it be in the days of the Son of Man. There's going to be a lot of flooding in the days of the coming of the Lord. Look how they're flooding everywhere. Tsunamis everywhere. This is what it was in the days of 
Noah flooding. And God has already put up the warning sign. He's already put the clouds out. Don't you know there's enough time between the time it's going to rain for you to get an umbrella or get in the house? But somebody is so foolish they can see the clouds out and won't even respond. Don't be like they were in the days of Noah. I can smell the smoke of glory saying, come on, in this house it's going to rain. You ought to shout hallelujah and put your hand together and give God a praise. Can you tell him thank you? He says, for as in the days they were before the flood, the days before, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving and marrying until the day that Noah entered the ark. He said, before the flood came, they were eating, they were drinking, they were marrying and giving and marrying. They were partying, they were doing their thing. They were rocking, amen. They were shaking, they were dancing. Can you say praise the Lord? And look what's going on now. They're rocking, they're shaking. They're doing the Harlem shake. They're doing this they're doing that they're doing the dirty dancing they're drinking amen they're parting but Jesus Christ is soon to come and praise the Lord you need to turn down your boom box low enough that you can hear the alarm going on amen you need to sober up so that you can hear the alarm going on can you say praise the Lord you ought to shout hallelujah let me tell you something the coming of the Lord is like a man who has a he's in a house that's burning and the house is on fire and he gets out of that house because there are so many of us who are backsliding. The Lord save us and we backslide. The Lord save us and we backslide. And I don't know about you if the Lord ever delivered me from something I don't want to go back to it. Amen. You about like a man who gets out of a burning house and realize he left some furniture in the house and he's foolish enough to go back in that house and try to get the furniture out while the house is burning. Don't you know when God saved you and delivered you from hell, he brought you out of a burning house and if you go back and try to get anything you are a fool to go back can you say hallelujah can you say praise the lord can you say hallelujah do you know why you got out of the world you got out of the world because you were on your way to hell you got out of the world because you were a sinner you got out of the world because you saw Jesus coming you got out of the world because the house was burning up and you're going to go back in there to get a boyfriend you're going to go back in there to get a drink you're going to go back in there for a party and mess around and get burned up in the house can you say praise the Lord you look back at that burning house and say burn baby burn but I'm running to the kingdom of God can you say hallelujah you ought to shout hallelujah I know this is not one of those prosperity messages you're going to get rich quick, but I'm trying to get you saved. I don't want you to go to hell with a whole bunch of money. I can get you in heaven broke, but I can't get you there without the Holy Ghost. Amen. Look at here. Look at here. Amen. You got to understand something. Amen. And as I was praying this morning and really consecrating and thinking, there are a lot of things that I value. And there are a lot of things that you value. There are a lot of things that's important to you. But when I weigh out the fire and way out the destruction of hell it ain't worth me going back for amen I don't care how much you have to battle I don't care how much you have to fight I don't care how much you have to tell yourself you have to say within yourself praise the Lord hallelujah amen I'd rather suffer on my way to heaven than to feel good on my way to hell I've got a choice to make you ought to say hallelujah you ought to say praise the Lord you ought to shout hallelujah put your hand together and say thank you Jesus look at somebody and tell them I gotta make the rapture 
<laughs> Tell them again, I gotta make the rapture. Oh, God, hallelujah. Look at somebody and said, I love you, but you ain't worth going to hell for. I love the money, but it ain't worth going to hell for. Love the friends, but it ain't worth going to hell for. I'm not going back in that burning house. That's why some of y'all are figuring out why you can't run some of us away from the church. Why you can't drag some of us away. You understood? Let me tell you something, baby. If it was me in my old days, we'll be fighting right here in the house of God. But let me tell you, it ain't you. And it ain't because I'm scared of you. It's because I want to make heaven. I want to make the rapture. Can you shout hallelujah? That's why I let you talk about me. That's why I let you lie on me. That's why I let you roll your eyes. Because I know one thing. When that first trumpet sounds, I'm going to be caught up. You think Jordan can do some hoops? I'm going to get a time to do a join. When the Lord come back, those that remain shall be caught up. Caught up. Caught up. Can you shout hallelujah? Oh, give God a praise. Oh, give God a praise. Somebody ought to say it with me. I got to make the rapture. I got to make the rapture. Can you say hallelujah? Look what he says. And they knew not until the flood came and took them all away. So also shall be the son of the son of man be. Then shall to be in the field. The one shall be taken and the other left. It talks about two people out in the field or two people working. Amen. One taken and the other left. Homes are going to be broke up. Amen. Husbands and wife. Husband living for God and the wife not. Wife living for God. Praise the Lord. And the husband not going to come home say where my honey at? Praise the Lord. Where she at? Praise the Lord. It's a little late. Why hadn't she got home? Some folk going to come home and find food on the stove burning because the wife is going out of there. Some going to go in their rooms and look for their babies in the bed and the children are going to be gone. Some of them going to get out of school early. They're going to be looking for children saying they must have skipped school today. But oh, I'm going to be caught up. I'm going to be caught up. I'm going to be caught up. Can you say praise the Lord? Shout hallelujah. He says two shall be in the field. The one shall be taken and the other left. Two women shall be grinding at the meal. The one shall be taken and the other left. Watch therefore for you know not the day or the hour that the Lord come. Now listen, listen what the Lord says. Go with me quickly. I'm closing. Over to the book of 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Are you with me saints of God? 1 Thessalonians 5, and he says in verse 1, but of the times and seasons, brethren, I have no need that I write unto you. For yourself know that perfectly the day of the Lord shall come as a thief in the night. Let's just deal there quickly. He said it comes as a thief in the night. So this is where I get the terminology, a kidnap in Zion. He said it comes as a thief in the night. And 
Now, what does he mean it comes as a thief in the night? If you got a thief at night, he had to take something. He has to remove something. Why is God's coming as a thief in the night? He's not coming as a thief in the night to the church because the church is expecting him. But he's coming to a thief in the night to your loved ones because you are what God is going to steal. You are what God is going to snatch out of here. And God says in verse 3, for when they shall cry peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them as travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. I think what's happening to us, there have been so many contractions that the church have become comfortable and really don't think it's about time. See, one thing you don't play with, and that's contractions. No, 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 don't play with them. When they start coming, you better call and get ready to go to the hospital. Can you say praise the Lord? But you know, all through a woman's pregnancy, she can have contractions. All through a pregnancy, amen, she can have contractions. And she can mess around and the contractions start coming. And she starts ignoring them. And she have that baby at home. And that's what's happening to the church. There are so many contractions have come. So many things that have happened. War after war. Earthquake after earthquake. And the church is still at ease in Zion. But the next contraction may be the one before the rapture. Every time something happened to you and God brought you out of it, that was a contraction. Every time a danger or catastrophe happened, that was a contraction. Can you say, pray the Lord? Amen. But any time now, the real thing is about to happen. Any time now, God is coming to get the church out of here. Can you say, pray the Lord? Paul describes it. He said there's going to come a trumpet from Zion. And when the trumpet blows in Zion, the church will be raptured away. The church will be taken out. Can you say praise the Lord? He hides the church while catastrophe is loose. You don't want to be left behind. Amen. The rapture is not like, praise the Lord, anything you've ever seen. Amen. If you missed that trip, if you missed this rapture, there's no hope for salvation. If you missed the first bus, there's no second bus coming. That's why you be ready now. Get your house in order now. Can you say praise the Lord? The Bible declares, and I'm closing here, but after the church is taken away, all hell will break loose. Amen. The Lord will loose the seven seals that John saw and Revelation chapter 6 John said I saw amen I saw a man riding upon a horse he was riding with a bow in his hand amen but he had no error the first catastrophe comes Antichrist takes over the world he takes over the government he takes over the military and when Antichrist comes he takes over the economic 
political system and you won't be able to buy or sell save you take the mark of the beast amen he's already got his system set up his system is to take out all cash can't you see what's happening you don't even need a teller now you can go and check yourself out don't even need no money now he's preparing us for this one world government but I'm telling you saints of God it's time to get out of here it's time to get right and let's go home can you say praise the Lord look at somebody and say neighbor at any cost I've got to make the rapture at any cost I gotta get out of here can you say glory I thought about it as I was praying today to sit here and give God 28 years of my life and miss out on the rapture it would be a pity to sit up in here and go through all this hell all the folk I could have told off all the folk I wanted to tell off are y'all with me saints of God any of y'all feel like that all of the stuff I could have done to sit here if I'm gonna miss the rapture y'all I'm gonna miss it with some liquor if I'm gonna miss the rapture praise the Lord I ain't gonna miss it in church I'm gonna give me some dope if I'm going to hell I want to go high if I'm going to hell I want to go drunk amen I'm going anyway ain't no need to me be a saint going to hell but if I'm gonna make the rapture I don't want to miss it in the church I don't want to miss it sitting here Lord if my heart ain't right Lord search me get out in my heart let me get myself together before you're coming and Lord those things that I have struggles with those things that I have a battle with I want you to help me to get my life together are you listening to me help me Lord to get everything straight help me Lord to get on that altar and call you until something happened to me. Can you say praise the Lord? I'm preaching to your soul. I ain't got time to miss the rapture. Not speaking to somebody in church. I ain't got time to miss the rapture playing hot scotch in church. I gotta get it together because Jesus is soon to come. Can you say hallelujah? Can you say praise the Lord? Put your hand together and give God a praise and tell him thank you look at somebody and say neighbor I'm getting myself together oh yes y'all I'm closing here but look at somebody and say neighbor I'm getting myself together I don't want to miss the rapture I don't want to miss it I don't want to mess around here and lose my soul can you say hallelujah I'd rather hurt now than hurt in hell I'd rather suffer now than suffer in hell do I have anybody here that's got a determination that's going to say I'm going to make the rapture hug about two or three folk and say neighbor I'm going to make it I'm going to make it I'm going to make it I'm closing y'all Amen Satan will tell you He'll play with your mind He'll tell you you can't make it Can you say praise the Lord 
he'll tell you you can't hold out you can't endure but reach over I'm closing and tell somebody I got to make it because I promise I promise the Lord that I would hold out Oh, oh, I promised him that I would endure. Can you say hallelujah? I might have to struggle, but I'm going to make it. I may have to fight, but I'm going to make it. Anybody know you're going to make it? Anybody know you're going to make it? Anybody know that you're going to be saved? Can you say glory to God? Can you say glory? Hallelujah. What happens when the rapture comes? What do I need to make the rapture? When you look over at Cape Canaveral, they got a thing that they call the space shuttle. Just went off a few weeks ago. Now the space shuttle, that rocket has no power to go anywhere. That rocket can't go anywhere. But they put something under that rocket. They put a bomb. The space shuttle is sitting on a bomb. They sent a bomb under that record, under that rocket. And they blow that rocket, they blow that bomb up and the bomb causes the rocket, there's so much power and force under that bomb that it, it shoots that rocket to the moon, that's how much power is under that bomb well you don't have no power to get to heaven but God gave you a rocket booster called the Holy Ghost Lord have mercy and that's what the Holy Ghost is for when you came to Jesus he said you can't get to heaven because you don't have enough power so he said you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you so he puts the Holy Ghost in you and when the rapture take place the Lord is going to count down 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1 and the Holy Ghost in you is going to explode and we'll be caught up with him in the air I want to know for you that don't have the Holy Ghost how you going to get there if you don't have no power how you going to get there without the Holy Ghost can you shout hallelujah put your hand together and say thank you Jesus got to have it got to have it don't dare don't dare don't dare God deliver you and you miss the rapture. Scripture came to me. Scripture came to me. And I want you to see this. I want you to see it. And I'm closing. Had to get it out of me. Had to give you what he's given me. In John 5, John 5, after God has delivered you, brought you out to save you, you got to think about going back. You that say you want to backslide. 
5 and 14, after Jesus finding him in the temple, he said unto him, Behold, thou art made whole, I deliver you. Sin no more. That's the worst thing. Come unto thee. I brought you out. I delivered you. Don't go back. Or oh, worst thing can happen. Now, after God delivered you and saved you, and you go back into sin and go back into the world, the worst thing could happen. And I don't want that. I don't want to miss the rapture. Now, this altar call I'm making today, I'm not making it for the sinner. I'm making it for the whole church. You think the altar is for the, the, the sinner, but it's not. Altars for the saints. Some of you, it's been a long time since you have felt that quickening power. Since you've felt the power of the Holy Ghost. And our oil has gotten stale. Our testimony has gotten dry. I'm coming in desperation because I want to make the rapture. I want to make it. I want to make it. I want to make it. How many of you all believe in Terry? All right. You believe in Terry? Calling on the name of Jesus? Y'all wake up. Y'all going to rapture sleeping? I don't think I had no beds in heaven. But you really want to be saved. Don't want to miss it. And you know as a saint that if you're going to make it, you need some more gas. So you can measure. The other night I was coming out to the temple this second time. And I ran out of gas with money in my pocket. And one of the sisters told me, she said, Pastor, you know I remember you taught a lesson. And you said, if somebody run out of gas, all these gas stations are wrong. I ran out twice, something wrong. I was coming and I had measured the gas and so in a hurry to get here. DJ and I was riding and we gave out right on the corner. Thank God for Sister Jackie. I'm so glad she comes to the church so much. But everybody know your car, you should. And the distance it takes to get there. Some folk get nervous. You say, I can make it. I'm all right. Now, you know you got a long ways to go. I know how much I got to get to Tampa. I said, well, I better get some more gas because what I got can't make it. If you know what's in your spirit ain't enough to make it the rest of the way, you need to come back up and get some fill up because you're saying to yourself, look, I'm running real low. I need some more gas. This is the gas station. I wish y'all wasn't so deep. I need some preachers that are crying to God. It's amazing. Y'all done got these titles. I don't even know how to pray no more. Your prayer got to be so, so deep. I need some folk that get on their knees and call on Jesus and say, Lord, I'm an evangelist, but I need some more. 
Now I'm not gonna. I don't. I don't care how y'all look at me. I'm getting down tonight. I'm getting on my knees. I'm talking to Jesus. Your pretty self. Go ahead. Be cute. Be a lot of cute folk in here. I'm coming here because I need a touch. And I want God to touch me. I want to leave out of here talking in tongue, in a new tongue. You want that? Now, I want you all to really be sincere about it. Anybody want God to just feel you all over again? I'm talking about renew you. I'm talking about you just want to get sloppy drunk. This ain't a pretty service this morning. I got to call him. Some of you have been a long time since you spoke in another tongue. Long time since you felt an anointing from the Lord. And I asked the Lord to pour it out. Don't sprinkle us. I need to know I'm going to make it. <laughs> Woo! Thank you, Jesus. I need to know I'm going to survive. Hey, yes, sir. I need to know that I'm going to have enough power. I need to know that I'm anointed. I need to know that you're with me. Thank you, Jesus. And I can't leave here today. I don't care if I ever stay here till the next service. I can't leave here without an experience. Praise your name, Lord. I can't leave without an experience. Any of y'all in here feel that way? Anybody feel that way? Well, you go grab somebody. You go grab them. You go grab somebody. And you come on down to this altar. 